Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Yes, welcome in to Daily Vikings Entertainment. Purple Daily. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. Dex, I don't have my uh, my usual sambar here on the road for the Barrett Sports Media Summit in Los Angeles, California, on the beautiful USC campus. Never been to USC. You guys ever been to the USC I, campus? I have not. I've actually never been to L.A. I've been to California. I've been to San Diego. I've been to San Fran. Yeah. Like twice, and I've never been uh, to L.A. You never been of, to Los lot, Angeles? Lot yeah, of traffic. No. A lot of traffic yeah. out here. Enjoy. Yeah, be uh, be a little bit uh, be a little bit cautious though. There's parts of that ca- campus that are uh, less than desirable. Are there? Okay. Yeah. I'm just kind of hold up in the my. The Clippers used to play across the street, here. and uh, yeah, there, there was always some stories about that. Okay, well, I'm pretty area. tough though. I think I, I I've watched so all the, the all the Rocky movies, can, so I feel like I can. Can you see the Coliseum? I can. Yeah. Maybe a lot the of history in that building. There, Dodgers played there. First the couple Dodgers of years played in the Coliseum. Yep, yep. They erected a fence. It, it, left field was so close that they erected some type of netting so that the ball would hit it and bounce back in because it was so close to the uh, to home plate. Look at Sports Dad just bringing the before Dodger here. Stadium when when it when Chavez Ravine was being built, the Coliseum was home for the Dodgers for a few years. Look at that. The more you know, you, you come here for the reckless Viking speculation. You come here for your mock oh. draft updates. And Sports Dad <laughs> hits you with some sports knowledge. You're gonna someday you're gonna be at pub trivia and someone's gonna ask that question and yep. you're gonna thank the sports dad for dropping this nugget of knowledge at the beginning of this Purple Daily episode. You guys are gonna do a little re- a reckless draft speculation with Thor Nystrom later on on this Tuesday. Uh, the show is presented by our friends at TCL which is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and learn more at TCL.com. What I was saying is I don't have my usual sound bar, so right. we might have to go a cappella on the I Want a Mock. We have a couple doozies. Did these both come out this morning? I think so. We have... On the Mount Rushmore of mockers. And by the way, we do hear you guys, our guy Randy in Cottage Grove, Randy Vike 69 I'm told he's putting the finishing touches on his 1.0 mock. He doesn't like to do the 1.0 in December. You know, he likes to absorb all the combine and everything. Yeah, so, and don't don't forget, too, that, that like the last four years since he claimed that his mock was plagiarized, he, it's been much more under lock and key. 
Yeah, he's not he's not putting five iterations out. He doesn't want Peter Schrager to steal it again. And that was a real was thing, by the way. Yeah. So uh, we have on the Mount Rushmore of mockers, 50% of them have spoken this morning. Let's start with Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network. 3.0, gentlemen. Oh, God. Let's go through it here. All right, I have not gone through this. Declan has, Declan brought this to our attention. He said, you might want to lead with this one. Uh, might be interesting fodder here. So I'm, Judd hasn't seen this. I haven't seen this. The number one overall pick, the Carolina Panthers, according to Daniel Jeremiah, take Bryce Young, Alabama. C.J. Stroud goes to the Texans, number two. Okay, got Will Anderson Jr. Cardinals. Ooh, Anthony Richardson to the Colts with the fourth pick. So three quarterbacks off the board with the first four picks. Jalen Carter to the Seahawks at five. Okay, got some defensive players here. A couple cornerbacks here. Interesting. Okay, the Bears take that uh, Northwestern offensive lineman. Okay, first receiver off the board is Jackson Smith Njigba at 11. Mm-hmm. Some edge, a little edge rusher run here. Okay, now we're at 16. There's a tight end. Okay, more trenches, 17 to 18. Okay, interesting. Uh, 19, we have the fourth quarterback off the board, Will Levis to the Buccaneers. He's falling. So. I'm, is he going to yeah. fall that far? I don't know, but I keep I, in the interviews? all, all I week. I've, I've been doing some mock draft looks myself, and it just seems like he's now in the teens, the late teens, after being a, what was a consensual top ten pick. I feel like in the early mockosphere. If he falls that far, I think the Vikings might try and go get him at that point. But I don't see that happening. Or let's mm-hmm. keep going here because mm-hmm. I just scrolled down. Oh, oh, my. You, oh, you ruined it for yourself. Oh. Well, they, they put like four I'm picks here. on the screen here. So I'm, yeah, I'm I just looked at the surprised. screen. Okay. Give it Number 20, there's a little run on wide receivers here. Jordan Addison to the Seahawks at 20. Zay Flowers to the Chargers at 21. Joy Porter Jr. to the Ravens at 22. And that puts the Vikings on the clock. With the 23rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, according to one of the Top mockers in the industry. The very plugged-in Daniel Jeremiah. The Minnesota Vikings select from the University of Tennessee. Quarterback Hendon Hooker. Oh. <laughs> I want to buy. Oh, wow. What? Wow. In the first round. Here's the write-up. The wow. Vikings have been doing their homework on this quarterback class. Hooker is well-liked around the league and he could sit for a year behind Kirk Cousins before taking over and ushering in a new era for Kevin O'Connell. Isn't he 25 years old already? He's old. He's yes. older. He also, he's also, yeah, he's 25, right? Yeah. He's 25. Uh, he, he's, also, he's also rehabbing an injury, right? So he's, ACL. Yep, so he's going to be, and he's not the most mobile guy even before the ACL injury. Pretty big guy. But what are your so this is a guy that's been sort of second, third round, right, because of the age. There's also so that offensive system, it's a great scheme. It's a spread them out four or five wide, and it's just if you watch the and Chipper can attest to this, you know, go Vols. It's a lot of scheme to wide open routes. So a lot of deep touchdowns, but a lot of guys that are just sort of streaking wide open because of a busted coverage, and that's sort of the right. now does that mean that Head and Hooker can't complete contested you know throws and throw into tight windows no it just meant that he had an easy time in the scheme that was drawn up for him 
But how do you feel about the fifth quarterback off the board with the 23rd pick? Oh, I so badly, you know, if they were to do this, would, would want to say, well, it's O'Connell and I trust him, but, oh, this feels like such a reach. 25 years old, ACL tear. Again, a product of of uh, a college system that's not translatable, almost certainly, to the National Football League. Um, yeah, the he's year. A beast, Mississippi... He's a six foot three, two twenty. Like yeah. he's a big dude. Oh boy, I can't. I don't know. I can get my head around this one in particular in the first round. Now, if you had a second round pick and you got him there, yeah, let's go. I'm on board. But that's your first round pick. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. How, okay. How about, how about I'm this? I'm sorry. I can't buy this one. Here's another. I guess there's two. There's two things to look at here. One on the good, one on the bad. I just pulled up. So PFF does in-depth stats on college players as well. Yeah. So this is another reason to kind of be like, eh, I don't know about this guy. Yep. So he was when he was kept clean. When he was kept clean, no pressure. Seventy-two percent completions, ten yards per attempt, twenty-five touchdowns, one interception. Very Kirk Cousins like in that regard, right? If you keep the guy clean, he's going to dissect and throw darts. When he's under pressure, yards per attempt dropped by three, completion percentage drops to 50%, um, but he was only under pressure like 20% of dropbacks because Tennessee had a great they had a great offensive line, great scheme, quick hitting, everything, right? So uh, when he was blitzed, he was actually excellent. So he was blitzed on uh, 33% of dropbacks, and he had eight touchdowns, no picks, 63% completion. So there's some statistically there's some interesting little – Little trends there, but yeah, like by the time he plays, he's going to be 26 years old. But maybe this is great because then by the time he'd be up for a, you know, for a contract, he'd be 30, and may I just you just draft the next quarterback after. May I may I suggest if this is the grand plan that you trade back from 23 into the second round, get an extra pick or two with that trade, and take him there. But then you don't get the fifth year of control on him i know but i'm gonna be sitting for a year yeah i'm torn on this one though i'm not sure i boy <laughs> this is this, this this feels like a real reach to me at that at that place i would not mind drafting him but at that position in the draft this feels like a reach and and i'm pretty convinced also so as this pl- plays out because jeremiah was a scout i think for the browns i know he was a scout for philadelphia so like mm-hmm. he's really plugged in I feel like the Levis thing and what Declan is talking about is the traditional steam of teams that want him to drop. And so they're bad mouthing him. Yeah. Like, like it feels, this feels too alike. If you guys recall as the draft approach, a lot of teams were like, we're on Tua, we're out on Tua. And then I think he went like fifth to the dolphins, but uh, no, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot applaud this Hendon hooker decision at that pick. You? Dex, where are you at with this? Yeah, uh, I can't get down with drafting a quarterback <laughs> who has a torn ACL, who's upper in age, and just is not a surefire thing at pick 23. I would much rather go with a team need at wide receiver, defensive end, defensive line, cornerback. <laughs> uh, I would go in much different avenues. To Judd's point, second or day two pick, all right, let's play ball a little bit. Um, but I don't think I can have the first pick off the board team that has a lot of holes to fill with a quarterback who's just going to sit behind Kirk and is really not really a surefire prospect by any means. Can't do it's it. So tough. So I, I'm okay with taking a shot on Hendon Hooker, but as I've been telling myself that for a few weeks now, I've thought third or like maybe you trade 
trade back into the second round, accumulate some picks, or maybe you trade up from the third, or maybe he lands in the third or something. I have not at all been thinking with the 23rd pick you would select Hendon Hooker. That feels like a, a little bit of a desperate reach. And you're not desperate. When you drafted Christian Ponder, you did not have a quarterback, right? I guess I guess technically you, you acquired Donovan McNabb's <laughs> fading carcass. Because didn't they get McNabb in the house before they drafted Ponder? I think um, that happened. No, no, it no, no. It was during it was d- during the off season strike okay. or lockout, and so they traded for McNabb right before the season started, or right before training camp started. Okay, so no, but they, they did but not. They have didn't a have. He was cooked at that point, and they didn't they, really have a quarterback. Your, yeah. your point stands. So, like, they, I guess if they view Hooker as kind of a second, third round guy, and it's a huge reach to get him at twenty three. Yeah. Is that reeking of desperation when you could just wait till the 2024 draft? But the ultimate problem here is they're like the Vikings are competitive. The Vikings aren't going to draft seventh overall with Kirk and Jefferson and Derisaw and O'Neill, like they're and Brian Flores as your defensive coordinator. So at some point they're either going to have to reach or they're going to have to trade a ton of assets to move up into striking distance. So yeah, mm. betting money right now I think says they trade back, and then it might make make sense. And then this all might start to, to make sense, but they've got five picks right now. They're going to want more yeah. than five, right? They're sort of, and I mean, t- 23 is fine. It's not great, but it's definitely a place where if a team has a guy who's falling and they're, and that team's like, we will give you uh, our second, our, I don't know, fifth round pick or something like that, they trade back. If you take Hooker in the second round, because De- Declan's right, this team has needs that go far beyond uh, quarterback right now. But I think if they took Hooker in the second round, no one would be like, what did you just do? And I feel like right <laughs> yeah. now it would be, uh, what did you just do? Yeah, well, this this almost feels a little bit like when the Packers, didn't the Packers move up to get love or did love fall to them? They I may have moved think up they moved to get up love. Because they originally, they wanted Justin Jefferson and then the Vikings took him. That's what Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was on the record that he wanted Justin Jefferson. And then I believe they moved up afterwards to get Jordan Love, which was just bizarre. So, so that Packers team was coming off a 13-win season. Mm-hmm. And that felt that felt like more of a true 13-win season. I think they went to the NFC Championship game. And okay, we're gonna we're gonna try and keep pushing this thing forward. We got our veteran, in, in that case, MVP quarterback. And they wind up, kind of reaching in the first round for a guy that was more of a second, third round consensus, you know, in terms of the mock drafts. But I guess at the end of the day, if Kevin O'Connell feels very, very strongly about a quarterback prospect, to this point, I trust Kevin O'Connell. So I would just say my own thought is I don't think I'm taking Hendon Hooker at 23, but if Kevin O'Connell were to bang his, you know, fist on the desk and say, no, this is my guy, I, but I let's sit him for a year behind Kirk, then he can get to know Justin Jefferson. Uh, but um, Daniel Jeremiah isn't the only Mount Rushmore of mockers who spoke this morning. Oh, This Mel Kuyper mock presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over 100 years, like a great offensive line for your business, and they've been supporting us here too as we've been building Score North and Purple Daily, and we thank them for that. Uh, just find out the difference between Federated and some of the other insurance companies out there by just calling and talking to your marketing rep by going to their website and finding out about their history, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. And a shout-out to our friends at Dennis Kirk. Um, you know, been a long winter. Looks like the temps are going to be sneaking into the 40s, mid-40s, maybe a 50 here and there. So we're getting closer to outdoors and riding season. Whatever you ride, a Harley, Indian, Metro Cruiser, Sport Bike, you'll find what you need 
at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. DennisKirk.com. All right. Mel Kuyper, the godfather. Here's what he has. Panthers taking C.J. Stroud, number one. Texans taking Bryce Young. So he's got those guys flip-flop from Daniel Jeremiah. He's got the Colts moving up, trading with the the, um, the Cardinals and taking Will Levis. Then Will Anderson Jr. goes to the Cardinals. Anthony Richardson falls to five, and the Seahawks snag him. Four quarterbacks in the first five picks. That would be a very, very fortuitous bounce for the Seahawks to get that. How about speaking of fortuitous bounces, uh, Jalen Carter falling to the Lions at six. Yeah, yes, I can see that now. Pro day was terrible. Uh, we got a little cornerback run here. Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon. Let's scroll down here. Some meat and potatoes, trenches, trenches. First wide receiver off the board. A lot of cornerbacks. No receivers in the there's the first receiver is twenty to the Seahawks. Jackson Smith Najigba. Really? Kind of feels like receivers are tumbling a little bit since the combine. I think that might be accurate too. Yeah. Zay Flowers to the Ravens at twenty two, and that brings us to the Vikings. It's another interesting one. So interesting. Okay. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver from TCU. Now we're talking. All right, here's the write up. Mel Kuyper says, I'm switching gears a bit here for the Vikings as I had projected a cornerback in my first two mock drafts. They would still go that they uh, they could still go that way as adding Byron Murphy helps fill their immediate hole at receiver, though, with Adam Thielen gone. I love the idea of Johnston playing on the other side of Justin Jefferson, helping take defensive backs away. The six foot three Johnston would be an immediate red zone threat in the NFL and his skills after the catch mean he'll break a bunch of tackles and score long touchdowns. I know K.J. Osborne has earned a bigger role in the offense, but there's room for Johnston, too. Okay, now this is the plan, right? You sign a cornerback, Byron Murphy Jr. in free agency. That frees you up to draft a compliment to J.J. This is the plan. Personally, I think that they they trade back. But anyway, if this were to take place, and I'm going to assume that the scouting on this on Johnston is, uh, is accurate and good, Yes, this this I think this would be if you were to give me three scenarios that I would pick, this would probably be my first one. I like that. Yeah. Right? Cuz now you can stretch the field. Yeah, I think so. I think sometimes it's it's so hard with receivers sometimes because on paper a lot of like usually the top 4 or 5 receivers look like can't miss, right? They're 1000-yard guys in college, 6 foot 3 frame, you know, running run a nice 40. And then they turn out to be Laquan Treadwell or right. Jalen Rager or something. It's just, mm-hmm. it is kind of amazing how receivers are very feast or famine. You re- you very, like with some quarterbacks, you might get, you might just kind of get a Baker Mayfield who's not terrible. He can still throw for like 4,000 yards in the right offense. With receivers in the first round, it's like you either get Justin Jefferson or you get uh, Justin Blackman half the time. It kind of feels like there's not like run a around. middle ground. That's my question. Can you run a damn route? Because in this league, yeah. if you cannot run a, a route, you can have all of the God-given athletic ability in the world, and it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. So that would definitely make the Vikings offense more explosive. Just one more thing on the hand and hooker front. If you had, let's say you didn't make any trades. Let's just say you had 
because right now they have one pick in the first 86 picks, right? Their, their second pick is the 87th pick. If you used your first-round pick on a quarterback, what do you think? I know I don't think Kirk is a burn-it-all-down kind of a personality, but do you think he would request a trade, or do you think he would sort of accept the role of, all right, I'm going to go play in my contract year, go show out for other teams that might want me in free agency, and do my best to teach the next quarterback of the Vikings how to how to do it at this level. The what do you think your, his reaction would be? The answer to your question is one and two, yes, three, no. He wouldn't he wouldn't want to help too much. Um it, he wouldn't like it, but he would not like he's going into to the last year of his contract. Now, if he got win post draft that the Vikings were sniffing around and perhaps putting together an offer sheet to Lamar Jackson. I'll change my response and say he probably requests a trade. Yeah. But but I don't think drafting a quarterback in the first round, it's definitely a Kirk, you're gone move, but it's not a you're about to be replaced move. So no, I think he would I think he would swallow hard. He wouldn't be pleased, but he, he would go out and play and probably play fine. Do I think he'd help the guy extensively? No, probably not. Okay. How about this question for both of you guys? Would you rather give up two first-round picks and pay $45 million a year on a five-year contract for Lamar Jackson or reach reach for the fifth quarterback <laughs> off the board with the 23rd pick? Lamar Jackson. Wow. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> if those are your only those two options. Those are my only two options, yes. If those are my only two gun-to-the-head options, I'd take Lamar. Take the sure thing. What about you, Judd? Oh, my God. I mean, I know, I, I know you, you're going to, you're going to try and like create a third answer. No, here. We're not, and I we're love not Lamar. Like, I Look, I, I love Lamar's <laughs> talent and I absolutely think that it would be fun to, to watch. So as a fan, Jackson would, would be more fun. If I'm thinking for the team though, I would rather reach for the quarterback because then I'm still charting my course to potentially, I mean, worst case hooker doesn't work. And now you just move on with a lot of salary cap room. Like, I am totally, I'm not just hung up on the two first-round picks that Jackson would cost you. I'm hung up on his damn near, if not fully, fully guaranteed contract. So it's not that I like Hooker a lot, and I don't like the idea, but I would take door two, because I just don't want to get back into the dance of a five, you know, a multi-year contract, and now I got no damn salary cap space. Yeah, oh man, because it's like, but it's an interesting L- Lamar Jackson would yeah would come in and just be the better quarterback obviously yeah. over Hendon Hooker right away, and you'd be hoping that Hooker could become a viable starter. But if you're paying forty five million to Jackson, you don't have first round picks in the next couple of years. You're paying thirty thirty five to Justin Jefferson. You're paying what was the Tunsil contract? You're paying in two years. You're paying twenty five million for. Maybe close to thirty million for one of the best left tackles in the league. Is that is that going to cap your ability to win a Super Bowl? Are you just going to be a, a really good ten or eleven win team that has a thin weak roster behind your superstar players, or would you rather have a monster roster and a young quarterback for five years? I think I lean toward Judd. That the best thing for the team would be just take a shot, cross your fingers, flip that coin. And hope that you can develop it. If he, if Hendon Hooker was like twenty three instead of twenty five, I would feel even better about it. But the fact that <laughs> the fact, dude, Alex Madison just turned twenty five. He's been on the Vikings for four years. Yeah, he, it feels like he's been been here fifteen years. No, 
in, in the Daniel Jeremiah mock, I, I think that there is a, and I, I don't expect, I mean, he's clearly putting out a fun mock. I think he's trying to sort of tweak things on purpose, which I do appreciate. Mm. Uh, but I think if you were to see that mock start to unfold, I think there's a far better chance that the Vikings try and go up and get Levis in the teens. than they take Hennon Hooker at 23. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Okay, would you rather... Oh, man. (laughs) Would you rather give up like a, a future? Would you rather give up a future first round pick to move up for one of the top four quarterbacks, or keep a future first round pick and reach for Hendon Hooker at twenty three? I'd rather give up one and go up. Really, one. really, a future first? Yes. I don't. I'm not that confident in the difference between like Levis and Hooker. I. I. Oh man, that's so tough. Because a future first, so you because if, if let's say I know. Let's say Hooker was just turned out to be better than Levis, and and I get to go draft a defensive tackle in the first round next year. My team's better, right? You better be damn sure about the other four quarterbacks if you're going to give up a future first round pick. Both of them. Like if you take Hooker at twenty three, same thing applies. Yeah, you better be it, damn sure you're right. But that's less of a risk than giving up a future like future assets to move up fifteen picks or whatever it is. That's a know? fun. It's a fun scenario, man. Mm. Uh, you know who's pumped right now? Not because of anything Vikings related, but uh, Adam Thielen was on the Pat McAfee show. So Adam Thielen apparently texted McAfee and said, hey, you want a scoop? I'm signing with the Carolina Panthers. And then he made an appearance on the Pat McAfee show. And let's just say he is fired up to be a Carolina Panther. I, I sat down with Coach. I sat down with the GM. I sat down with all the, the coaching staff. And I felt like Carolina was the place to do that. I feel like there there is a real chance to win a Super Bowl, and that gets me so excited. Um, I think the 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 staff of how excited they were that I was there, um, and what I could bring to that offense to that team to help them uh, win football games was was exciting. And then all the pieces are adding. I mean, uh, when they added Andy Dalton, that was a huge part to me going there. Just uh, knowing that a veteran guy's put a lot of ball um, can really groom and help um, lead. Your thoughts on the Carolina Panthers being a place where Thielen can win a Super Bowl and being excited and and having Andy Dalton as a huge reason why he's on there. Talk about trying to um, um, control the message and it not being believable. That I, you know, first of all, the Carolina Panthers. They're going to be. They're going to be. They're going to be like a sneaky the, tough beat. I think. I like think you called them good scrap. bad, think, so yeah, they got a chance. I think you called them scrappy. Yeah, they've got a chance to make the playoffs. Do I think that they've got a chance to win a Super Bowl at their current development rate with with 
you know, a first overall potentially, unless they trade out of the first overall quarterback. Yeah, I think they can be scrappy. Um, but, you know, Adam is desperate to control the message, you know. And so he is going to, again, he just wants the ball more. Just get on there and say, you know what? I'm not really going to chase a ring. He feels right. He was either, he either tried to chase a ring and KC said, hey, dude, we're, we're good. Have you seen our receivers? And they're really quick. Or, or, or Rogers is taking too long, or something, yeah. and they tra- and they already have Lazard, and it, you know. dude, it's fine. You want to go to a place where you feel you're going to play a ton and get the ball a ton. Not just say that. I'm okay and with his, that. I think his priorities were number one: if someone's going to give me ten million dollars in 2023 to play football, that's my first priority. Number two: I'd like 120 targets to show that I'm still the guy. And then number three, four, five are all the things he talked about. It's like he started at like number three on the list in that McAfee interview. I'm not going to dump on the guy too much because ultimately the Vikings didn't want him either. But I think the Vikings wanted him at a certain price point. And he said, no, I'm worth more than that. And that's kind of where the conversation hit a crossroads. I trust that Kevin O'Connell has a much better idea of what Thielen is worth right now, both financially and as a player, than Thielen does. Yep. I, I don't. I don't wish any ill will upon him. He is one of the best Vikings of the last 15, 20 years. Um, not, sh- not, not sure that the Carolina Panthers are winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. And I'm not sure Andy, Andy Dalton would Andy be Dalton. Uh, something to get super pumped about, but, but he's going to groom the, he's going to groom the new quarterback. Yeah. The Vikings. So the Vikings, this is, we're going to wrap this episode here. Cause you guys got to get to Thor and uh, a doogie scoop session on Mackie and Judd, but the Vikings' current wide receivers right now on the roster, like guys with act- not practice squad guys, but guys with actual experience, are Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Jalen Rager, and Jalen Naylor. Who's interesting? Jalen Naylor getting a few extra touches would be interesting. Targets. Uh, Doogie tweeted, and you guys can dive deeper on this with him today on Mackie and Judd, but he tweeted the Vikings are having casual dialogue with Mecole Hardman. So. Mecole is near the top of the list of free agent options. Uh, OBJ, like I don't, I don't, I don't see the Vikings going for anyone over the age of like twenty nine or thirty here. They're not paying fifteen, twenty million dollars a year for OBJ. Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, some of these guys are like thirty plus years old. DJ Chark, there's been really no steam. You know, he's been he might go back to Detroit. He's talking with Carolina, but there's been no Viking steam there. So. This is the first, like Doogie reporting this, this is the first of the remaining free agents that the Vikings have been linked to. Mikkel Hardman's 25 years old, former second-round pick, ran a 4-3, 40-yard uh, dash in 2019. Master of yards after. He's not a deep threat necessarily, but he was second in the NFL his last full season behind Debo Samuel in average yak per catch. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in. I don't know that he's like football. Yeah. The prototypical perfect compliment to Justin Jefferson, but he could definitely make this offense faster, more explosive, and add a different dynamic. So, color me intrigued. It's interesting that uh, Ben Gessling, Star Tribune, reporting today also that the Vikings put more void years in uh, Byron Murphy's contract, Josh Oliver's contract. So, they're definitely trying to clear more space for something, which they should. But... um, it's intriguing that that those two reports dovetail together. Yes. Yes. And anytime we can use the word dovetail. They dovetail do together. 
So you guys can can pry more out of Doogie on the uh, the scoop session on Mackie and Judd. But uh, yeah, let us know in the YouTube comment section what are your thoughts on Adam Thielen's comments about being a Carolina Panther. I also have at some point a pecking order for you guys, the weirdest Vikings in other jerseys list inspired by Adam Thielen at some point wearing a Panthers jersey. Yeah. So I've got that for you at some point. Maybe we can do it like tomorrow or next week. But Love it. Um, so, yeah, all right, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Thanks for making this one of the most listened to and watched football podcasts in the United States of America. You guys will see the audience with Thor later today. I'll see you on Write That Down tomorrow.